Okay, welcome to Mindfulness Man. <clears throat> this is going to be another raw, unedited podcast. And although this is not normally how podcasts are done, this is how talks are given in the Buddhist tradition. <clears throat> Excuse me. So instead of writing down ideas and things to say and do, we just show up and we see what's alive in us, what's here now. So just do that. And I would advise you to practice meditation during this talk. So close your eyes now and tune into your breath. And this will be a meditation, but with me talking too. And I'd like to talk about setting up special circumstances for meditation to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe a lot of you who follow me Meditate when I give classes, but I'm not sure what you do in between. And I hope you meditate then as well, because we want to be able to meditate every day. So don't believe that you need a special time or special circumstances to open your heart to the present moment. To many being caught in a traffic jam is an absolute hell, but it's a hell of our own making. Yesterday I was caught on the M1 for somewhere in between it was almost two hours. And a lot of that time was spent stationary. I wasn't moving at all. I was just stuck in traffic. And for most, it's a miserable experience. <clears throat> I was lucky. I occasionally got into first gear and went about two miles per hour. But most of the time, I was still, but I didn't make a hell of it. I used it as an opportunity to come into the present moment, to feel my breath, and to see what was happening around me. And I looked up into the sky and it was quite a beautiful sky. 
bits of sun, bits of blue, and quite a bit of cloud. And I noticed to the left of me, out of the corner of my eye, a bird, high up, flying. And I followed it all the way across my line of sight, all the way until it disappeared. And it was like a living ink blot in the sky, just moving. It was very beautiful, very peaceful. And it was a kind of poetry because I opened to what was present. Instead of trying to change it or wriggle out of it and make it into something else, I didn't want to get rid of that moment. So most of this teaching really is to be content with wherever you are, because it's contentment that's the highest happiness, not excitement. And everyone is so restless. Nobody's happy with what's here and now. Everybody wants change and things to be other than they are. But there's no peace in that and there's no happiness in that. And not only that, you are where you are. You don't have a choice anyway. So this is really me hinting at restlessness. And restlessness is one of the five hindrances in meditation. And it's one that plagues beginners most. So I'm sure most of you struggle with it, even if you don't know what it's called. After all these years, over 20 years now, I've meditated and still restlessness can catch me out. <clears throat> Only yesterday I was meditating. Let's set the timer for, I don't know, maybe an hour or so. And after 20 minutes, I felt thirsty. And I battled with that for about five minutes. And in the end it won. I thought, okay, I must get a drink. So I quit the meditation. But I didn't go and get a drink. I picked up my phone. I turned off the alarm, the meditation alarm, and I had a quick look on social media before I went for a drink. But that quick look became about an hour. So I wasn't desperate for a drink. It was just restlessness enticing me out of meditation. About a week ago, I had a similar experience, <clears throat> but this time, 
I beat restlessness. So I'm meditating and it might have been an ache in the leg. I don't remember something, knee pain. But that's, that can often be restlessness just trying to pull you away. And I persevered and I saw it. And as we do when we have thoughts in meditation, we say thinking, thinking to unhook us from the thoughts and come back to the present moment. I did exactly the same thing, naming restlessness. So I said in my mind, I saw it, I felt it, and I said, restlessness, restlessness. And that, ha that worked for about 30 seconds, and then it came back. So I battled with it three or four times, and on that time I won. And I sat all the way through the meditation, the restlessness left me. And this might be why a lot of you struggle to meditate by yourself in quiet without guidance. Perhaps you sit and then you just pulled out of it. Oh, I'm too busy for this or doubt might creep in. Oh, I, I need guidance. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not even meditating properly. All these things can happen, but I encourage you to definitely practice by yourself. I'm not saying don't do guided meditations. They're incredibly valuable. I still do them now after all this time. But what I am saying is build your own practice too. Don't rely on them. You kind of need both. So I'd like to do a short meditation now. And we can look to see if restlessness rears its head. And we'll do the same thing that I did. We'll name it. Restlessness. Restlessness. <clears throat> and this will serve you well in life as well. As I explained with my motorway experience, the traffic jam. The restlessness, the need to be somewhere other than where I was did not arise. I was happy. I might have been the only person happy on miles and miles of motorway. And this is the power of meditation. So let's practice. Come into your seated posture. And make that a relatively upright posture. We're not going to meditate for long, maybe six or seven minutes or so. And then just relax into the practice, come into stillness. And tuning into your breath, wherever you feel that. 
That could be the nose, the nostrils. And if you're using the breath there, fix the attention on where you feel it strongest. And just feel the breath pass over that back and forth. And simply stay with that experience of breath for as long as you can until you're pulled away. When you are pulled away, it's inevitable, it will happen. Look to see what's pulled the mind away. Thinking, thinking, and then return back to the breath over and over. Doing all of this with a peaceful mind, not frustrated by how minds naturally operate. It's normal. But we're also on the lookout today for restlessness. Is the body completely still? Do you have an urge to move? That's restlessness. So rather than moving, simply see it. Feel it. Feel its pull, the irritation, and say restlessness, restlessness in your mind, and then return back to the breath. So it can manifest physically like that. It can manifest mentally. And a mental manifestation would be something like, I don't have time for this. I've got other things I should be doing. So be aware physically. that inability to stay still and mentally the pull the lure away from meditation and know this that lure out of meditation is keeping you slave to your feelings so you're building up strength here, mental, spiritual strength. Doing all of this with a relaxed state of mind. Remembering that the object really is to stay with the breath. So doing that to the best of your ability. 
but being alive to the tricks the mind plays that won't allow you to settle into meditation. And even the physical, the knee pain, the aching back, all of these forms of restlessness, if you watch them, quite often just dissipate. In fact, on long retreats, you can be in a lot of physical pain. And it's never eased by moving out of it. If you move out of it, give it a minute, it comes somewhere else. The way to work with it is to feel it, experience it, and not be pushed around by it. You're the one in control here not the body, not the feelings. And when we do that, when we're brave enough to stay with the aches and the pains, a miracle occurs. If we hunt them down and try and pinpoint them, they disappear into thin air, more often than not. And actually, on the subject of pain, physical pain is actually a fantastic meditation tool because the mind will not wander from it. The mind very easily locks onto physical pain. It's a much stronger sensation than the breath. So don't be afraid of it if it shows. Sit in for 10 or 12 minutes like this. It's not going to cause you any damage. Your mind will tell you differently, but I've never seen anyone amputated from a 10 minute meditation. Bringing the meditation to a close. 
Now you can move. Allow the eyes to open. And how do you feel? Check in with yourself. And remember to practice that. We have to learn to work with the hindrances rather than obey them. If we work with them, we grow. If we shirk away from them, we're bullied and pushed around by them. Our growth in meditation is stunted. I actually, <clears throat> excuse me, I sometimes purposely sit for a very long time to provoke pain so I can work with it, so I can get to know what it is. Hello, Mikkel. Mikkel has sent me cake. I'm not sure what that is, but I'll find out afterwards. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. Okay. So, there we have it. The first time. <laughs> Yeah, that's the first slice of cake I've ever had. So um, I look forward to tasting that. Thank you, Mikkel. Um, yeah, so don't be afraid of pain. Meditate without instruction. And if you're not doing, see if it's restlessness that's keeping you away from your cushion. I'm sure it will be. Hello, sons. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. It's midweek now. I'm off today. Um, I'll be back very soon. Let me know how this, this style of live sits with you. Um, <clears throat> I had very good a very good response last time I, I received quite a few emails from people saying they preferred it um, it felt more intimate it felt more real <clears throat> and as I said this is how it really should be done in fact in Buddhism um, a teacher of mine prepared a talk once it's quite a funny story um, he had to give his first meditation talk, a Buddhist monk. And he prepared lots and lots of sheets and he was reading from it and taking notes and reading from notes. And at the end of it, his master, his teacher, took him to one side and said, don't ever do that again. <clears throat> he said, it's boring, it's not alive, it's not real. I want to hear what's happening in you now, what's unfolding now. So to do this, it's, it, takes, it takes more bravery 
on my part because I have no idea really where it's going to go and I could get it drastically wrong and I'm recording this I'm putting this out there but those who it will benefit will hear it and they will understand um I don't know how how well this one went we'll find out I'm sure um, if I do this again which I think I will I may even make it the bulk of the podcast. If I do this again, I'll mess up and it'll be the most boring thing you've ever heard. But let's see. Okay, thank you. And I'm not even editing out any of this throat clearing, sniffles, you get it all. Sorry. So thank you again to the wonderful people who help keep the show alive, Anita Gwatney, Mark Buchanan, Claire Jenkins, Mikkel Polam, and thank you for the cake, Mikkel. Bless you. Henrietta Nemeth, Diane Plocek, and Jade Sands. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Lots of love and peace.